Welcome back to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am rejoined by an old friend, Mr. Mark Lampson. A friend who's been a friend for a long time. I'm younger than you. That is true. Fair point. And this week, we're going to celebrate the Final Four with four things that the Final Four teams all have in common. There's a lot of fours there. But first... That is looking cold, frosty, and refreshing. And since we're in the same room, I want to see what that is. That is a... Oh, that's gorgeous. Tell us about it. It's a bottle of Samuel Adams Winter Lager Beer. I don't have my glasses on, so the questions you're going to ask me, I don't know. I think I'm making out 5.6% ABV. That looks right. Yes, 5.6. Check. And, uh, I don't know, 20-something IBUs, 12 fluid ounces. So it's going to be a little hoppy. One... Bottle opener. So I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't see too many cans that actually have the IBUs, but these are people that are clearly listening to our podcast because I've gone with an East Coast IPA made in Rhode Island by the Whalers Brewing Company, uh, and this has got five. Sorry, six point five percent. I'm dyslex, dyslexic. Mm, that too. <laughs> and uh, sober. Thirty IBUs. Cheers. So this is going to be a problem for me. Too hoppy, I bet. I probably shouldn't cut on it before I try it. <sighs> okay. Final Four oh. weekend. Good practice for the Final Four Final weekend. Four weekend. Did you know? Did you know that John Wooden? How many? How many championships do you think John Wooden won? He's kind of the father of all NCAA coaches. Seven. He won seven in a row. Wow. No way. Yeah, really? he did. He won seven in a row. He won ten total. Maybe I remember that number seven in a row. Ten total <clears throat> over his lot. coaching career. So we're going to blog about him. Uh, we're very, very uh, interested in the Final Four this week, but. I want to get into, because of the time, because of the season, um, there are four teams in the Final Four that have four things in common. And by the way, those four things they have in common, there's some commonality with selling. So why don't we dig into those? Love to. So let's pick, um, let's start with the fundamentals. Well, you know, the reason I think the Final Four is relevant is it follows the sales process, the buying process, just all of those things, right? Customers are out there searching. They're on the internet. They're they're doing. You know, they're looking at the market. What your marketing department is doing, uh, and for whatever they're searching for, there are lots of choices. I mean, and since for we're sure. and, and you know, they whittle down to a few. So the final four, in my mind, is is uh, is analogous to you've made the short list. If yep. you've, you, you've heard that. Hey, you've made the short list. And so now you're going to go present or do whatever else we're going to put the shortlist through. Let's be clear. There is only one winner. Yeah. Uh, 64 teams, 68 teams. I call it a 64-game tournament, whatever you want to call it today in 2021. There's 64 teams. 63 teams leave crying. 63 sets of seniors lose their last college basketball game. Mm. If you ain't first, you're last. Is that Ricky Bobby's father? Could be. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. And since we're in the let's impress the other person with my college basketball knowledge. Oh, in, boy. Impromptu, not on the script, Mr. Yep. John Wooden, how many... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have to look that up. I promise. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I didn't say that you did. You just asked me something. It starts with a big list. Mm-hmm. So when you're competing against other firms, there's a lot of other firms. How many college basketball programs are there in Division One oh, college basketball? Division One, couple hundred, three hundred and fifty. 
350. 350 that are technically eligible for the tournament. Okay. That ends up with 68, and they play their way yeah. into 64. By the way, know. we have a Final Four team from the first four. I don't know if that's happened before. UCLA yeah. played in the first four, so they're going to play more games if they get to the finals than anybody ever has. Can you I, imagine? I think you should. I think we should push the article that you've written for John Wooden on yeah. UCLA. Are you doing that? Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, they all have something in common. So if you're if you're a basketball fan, great. If you're not a basketball fan and you're and you're hopefully a seller. If you're not a basketball fan or a seller, you're just must be a beer drinker looking for the latest beers. That uh, would be the only other reason to listen to this. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> but they have four things in common. I went through and thought about there's four things that I think they have in common. Number one. They play really good fundamentals. In basketball, it's the basics of good dribbling, mm-hmm. footwork, passing the ball, squared up to the basket. In sales, we know what those fundamentals are. The same basics work mm-hmm. over and over. First, we would say it's a mindset. It's a decision to serve. The fundamental reason why people buy is because you can help them and they see that you've made them the priority and you have a desire to serve. Serving is selling and it's more fulfilling. Make that decision. You know, we talk about discovery. Some people have heard the term, you heard the phrase, telling ain't selling, asking is. I, I've not heard that before. You've never heard that? Telling ain't selling. I like that. It's got a certain maybe ring you, to it. Maybe you heard it as more grammatically correct. <laughs> Perhaps. I like uh, that. But uh, yeah, it's it's... It's not about pitching and and when you're yeah. and, and customers will bait us un, unexpectedly or unintentionally. So, well, tell me about what you tell offer. us what you got. Yeah, and then we it happened to me the other day, <clears throat> and we were just doing this at home, and we were we were buying some. We're talking about doing redoing our deck and buying some wood, and the guy said, "Well, if this, well, if that, and this would be really good, and if that." And, I'm like, well, why don't you just ask, ask us? Ask me if any of those ifs are going to happen. What our situation is? Is it in the shade or isn't? And I can get rid of all the ifs. I mean, I like it's a good it. indicator. Yeah. When you're presenting to a customer, when you're talking about your company, catch catch yourself. The word if comes out, it means you probably haven't asked enough questions. So yeah. ask that's a, questions. That's a, great, that's a great point. Yeah. It's just the good indicator. Um, fundamentals when you're presenting present what's relevant to them when you're building value pitching whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. if you can't start with what you're getting ready to say with the words because you it's probably not relevant to them it's something you learn from them this is why it's a simple step get your mind decision to serve make sure you're not using the word if because you're asking start with because you and and never Never leave a sales call without a next step. And by the way, the next step is something you decide before you start the sales call. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. How, you know, it, it's it's your it's your it's your the play gets designed by the team. What are we trying to do? We're going to try to end up with Johnny in the corner with mm-hmm. an open three. Yeah. That's what we're that's what we think is right for this play. And then we're going to come back and we're going to get the ball again. Yep. But all the teams. Which are who? UCLA and Houston and Baylor and Gonzaga. That's right. Yep, those are the four left. So you can pick. You get a lot of couple a, ones, a two, and an eleven. You got a real underdog on an eleven. Yep. You got a team Gonzaga that's never won, never right. won. Right. Baylor, who has been out a long. I think they've ever won. Yeah, forget. Their women's good, team is in the in the final four too. I think. Got a good mix. Yeah, crazy. Got a yeah. good mix. Yeah. So pick who you want to win. 
but they all play solid, fundamental basketball. Yep, yep. Gosh, I think we should root for UCLA given the, the John Wooden connection but and the underdog status. All right, so that's the fundamentals. Let's move on to the second part, which is what? Play your game. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, every team has a – they play fun, good fundamentals, but they're known for their style of play. Right. Whether you watch basketball or whatever else. Let's, let's say basketball. You know, some are fast break teams. Yep. They run and gun. Get the rebound, heave it down. Someone's always running fast breaks. Five slam a jamma from the early 80s. There you go. Perfect. Yep. yep. Some teams want to slow it down. They want to spread out the offense. Princeton of the early 90s. Some, forget this is, the coach. This is very helpful. I'll just yeah. keep going. You just, I'm just going to list out the profile. <laughs> you tell me the team. Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's teams that are all about defense. We're just going to place the best offense as a good defense. Whatever it is, you have a game. You have an approach to selling. You have a process to selling. It might involve doing product demos. Mm-hmm. It might involve, uh, I was. we were talking to a vendor the other day who's selling to us. And they said, well, the first thing we do is we do a discovery engagement. They're telling us about the process that what? Yes, it helps them win, but it's, 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 it's communicated to us. And it should be communicated to your customer as how to help them make the best decision. This is the process that we'd suggest you'd follow. You know, when you play basketball, if you're a fast break team, the other team who's trying to beat you, your competitors are trying to beat you, the other team tries to slow the game down. Yeah, run right out the clock. Yeah. So if you slow the game down, you're you're gonna lose because it's not your game. Right. If you're if you're so if your process is to do an assessment, or if your process is to do something small Lots of different ways. Do something small and quick, and then do more later. Do a long assessment. Uh, you know, make sure they see the product before they buy it. Make sure they talk to a customer. Whatever it is, your point is to play your game yep. versus the competition or the customer's game. Now, we do have to do ultimately what the customer wants to do, and we do have to ultimately support their buying process but where we can make sure the process follows our approach we're playing our game versus the competition well you got to put yourself in the best light the thing that you do well uh you have to make sure it gets exposed during the process um or 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 you're not playing your game <laughs> you're 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 playing a slow tempo game when you're a fast break team and that's just not going to work for yeah, you yeah i mean a, a good example of this is early on people say well can you just send me some pricing mm-hmm. um the more, how do I say this? Sending out more proposals does not mean more business. It just means more proposals. And when you put yourself in the buyer's point of view on this, that's not actually what they want either. I mean, it's it's what they think they want. They just want a list of, you know, and we're going to pick the one in the middle. We're going to take the highest price, the lowest price, and throw them out and pick the one in the middle. But that's not going to help them make the right decision or the best decision for them. The person that slows them down and asks them questions and gets to what they're really trying to solve is the person that's going to help them the best. I'll go back to my decking. Not a particularly complicated thing. We're buying some pieces of wood for Mm -hmm. a small deck. Mm -hmm. Talked to a couple different people. One guy's like, he said, do you want my opinion? Yeah, I want your opinion. He says, if you're looking to figure out if your decking is going to, what your decking is going to look like in 20 years without maintaining it. Why don't you come look at deck that's been out for 20 years? I'm like, well, that's a good idea. He says, just so happens, 
we have 38 flavors of decking yeah. that have been outside for 18 years. Come see exactly what it looks like. Brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point. If you ask me as the customer, I hear sales reps say, well, what do you want to do next? Or you know, what do you suggest? Or what are your next steps? That's not for the customer to suggest. They can have input and they can ultimately decide the next step. But we should have a plan that helps them make the best decision. So, yeah, I might have called up and said, well, what kind do you have? Good wood and bad wood? Why don't you send me pricing and I'll decide? <laughs> send me pictures and... <laughs> Give send, me the, the bad wood for a good price. Yeah. Yeah, send me, send me the pictures. Send me the pictures and, and, and a oh. price. Customers will ask you, hey, give me a proposal so I can see. Yeah. Gosh, like I see people go back and write proposals and send information. We can't communicate what we do. The customer doesn't know what you do. They see pricing. It's, it's bad for everybody. So I'd be happy to write your proposal. Before I do that, do you think it would make sense to, A, ask you a few questions, B, talk to somebody in your organization, C, you know, show you some of the things, whatever it is, whatever you sell, whatever you do, play your game. Well, and always remember this, that that even the most seasoned buyer does not buy what you sell every day the way you sell what yeah, you sell that's every day. Point. Yeah. And so help guide them, right? You, you really, and Tom's talked about this on many podcasts and we've talked about it, you have to be in the driver's seat if the customer allows you to do that, which... If they are really interested in their best interest as much as you are, they will. They'll that let that you is drive. a great point. The last time I bought decking was 22 years ago when I built this. Mm-hmm. I walked into Home Depot. I asked the guy, I'm like, you have decking? He's like, right here. I took the boards off the shelf and I just nailed them in. And now they're <laughs> falling apart 22 years later. Not, not terrible. And but- they were like, wow, there's all this stuff, composite and hardwoods. And so there's all these things. I don't know how to buy decking. Yep. A salesperson at Liberty Cedar, yep. West Kingston, Rhode Island, Recommend Brian with a Y all day long. Did a great job. Excellent. All right. We are halfway through our our final four fundamental would, four. Would you call this halftime? I would call it halftime. Should Is we have there, a sip? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Where do we go? Third quarter here. Act like you've been there. Yeah. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever celebrate early in a sales cycle and talk yeah. yourself out of it? Celebrated early, got too optimistic, Yep. Uh, took my eye off the ball, no pun intended, pun mm. intended, um, assumed I had it. Right? Yeah. Customers, customers, people, in, most people don't give us bad news, so they're going to lie to us. Yeah. Uh, they're not lying, but they're, they're giving us an optimistic picture. Yeah, things look pretty good, you know, the boss really liked what they heard. You're hearing what you want to hear. Of course, you get excited. You're you're starting. To, you're starting to don't get nervous. Don't celebrate too early. Don't celebrate too much. Uh, I said, you know, don't win at all costs. Meaning, drop your price. We just want the deal. Yeah. Or take take deals that you shouldn't be. That doesn't fit your business, or it's going to be a real pain, or it's not what you do, or they're not going to be happy with it. You will always pay for that one in the end. Maybe you not personally, but your company will, right? If you take deals that don't fit your profile, that don't fit what you do. Yeah. So when you're in the final four, and you're down to the short list, and you're down to the finals presentation, uh, my football analogy is, is I hate when somebody just makes some awesome tackle and they get up and celebrate like they... Like they won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's your job. Yeah. You're paid millions of dollars to go tackle that guy. Yeah. So congratulations. You yeah. did your job. Yeah. Get back in the huddle and do it again. Yeah. We were watching a game uh, and uh, 
what, Monday night? I forget what night it was, yeah. but I feel like it was Houston and Oregon State. Yep. Oregon State fan, love them. And oh, they yeah. were ahead. I think it was this game. but They were up decent, weren't they? I mean, yeah. They they, they, they just they broke the rule of act like they've been there before. Mm. They got just nervous. Yeah. They had three... I don't want to be disrespectful. I mean, they're obviously amazing, but amazing college basketball players and team. But at the moment, they like just kicked it off their foot. It was a air ball by three feet. There was yeah. a, the guy fell and tripped. I mean, just just gave the game away. And and didn't they miss foul shots too? I mean, they just the basic just stuff nervous. just kind of got they just nervous. Got yeah. nervous. Um, you know, you celebrate too early. If we're sticking with basketball stories, it, when I was thinking about this. Uh, couple years ago in Rhode Island I won't name the the school but it was the end of the game it was was the state championship Mm. and the team was ahead and five seconds left and they get the ball and the guy basically just has to kind of hold the ball and they're Mm -hmm. going to win the game and he didn't act like he'd been there before and he thought the timer was running out or just everything just got real fuzzy I'm sure I have no idea what was going through his mind he heaved the ball up in the air and it hit the rafters. I think he was thinking it was going to take a long time to go up and a long time to go down. Yeah. And it, bing, it hit a rafter. The ref called it stoppage. It was 1.8 seconds left and said, it's out of bounds and it's the other team's ball. And they inbounded it and they fouled him into the foul line and they won the game. And it's like, oh. anyway. Heartbreaking, but, but basically didn't act like he'd been there before. When you're closing the sale... Keep doing the things you've been there. Keep treating the customer the same way. Don't get nervous. Don't drop Don't get your cocky. Price. Don't get cocky. <laughs> yeah. Don't get cocky. Don't get nervous. All the things that got you to the final four will help you win the final four. Yep. Good. That's a that's a really important one. Um, maybe some common sense, but not always common practice, right? Uh, all right. What's the last, the final four of the final four? Yeah, we've talked before about selling's a team sport. Yes. Uh, but you know, typically the best player, the best players in the tournament don't necessarily win the game. It's the best overall team. And you're a salesperson and you probably have a team. That's right. Whether you sell with them every day or whether they're in your company, uh, know when you should take the shot or know when you should pass. More importantly, know when you should ask others for help. Mm-hmm. Know when you should pull someone aside to practice your presentation. Ask them their opinion. Have somebody look at what you're getting ready to do. Bring in somebody to the call, whether it's a technical person, whether it's an operations person. But uh, we were talking about this the other day in a, in a leadership meeting that pride really gets in the way of a lot of things. It's a sin. And, yeah. and to be proud and you want to win this by yourself, uh, you know, depends on what you believe. But, you know, it's really not us in control. We're not really deserving. Um, it, it's it's And so being prideful uh, is the opposite of being humble. Be humble. It takes strength to ask to help for help. Yes. Say, hey, this is a big presentation. I'm nervous. I'm not sure what to do. I need somebody to look at this. I need someone to help me. Whatever it is, just ask for help. And many of us have been sales leaders before. And would you ever penalize one of your reps for asking for help or doing the right thing to, to try to win the deal? Absolutely not. I mean, you, you, you want to help in those scenarios. I'd much rather get involved where the deal was still <laughs> alive versus, oh my gosh, I think I should have done this differently and I didn't ask for help and we lost, right? We pay the same commission if you win it on your own yeah. or you ask for help. We pay the same commission. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. And any bonus coverage? Any fifth little something that we could... Uh... Well, back to the John, as we close John, the yeah. John Wooden thing. Uh, out of your control to an extent, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, all these teams have great coaches. Yep. Gonzaga, Mark Few, he's been there 22 years. He barely got the program into the 96 tournament. They're recruiting. Expo- he's been working 25 years. Yeah. I'm 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 a Gonzaga I'm a Gonzaga I'm a Gonzaga fan. I'm rooting for him. But your coach knows how to help you get better, to help you focus on the fundamentals and play your game, and help you act like you've been there, and help you, you know, help you when you're you're asking for help. Uh, you can't pick your coach or your manager, uh, but they are an important piece of your success and of ultimately winning. So yes, yeah. so no, it's that. a good point. It's a good point. And by the way, you, I guess at some level you do have control because if you don't like who you're working for, you you control that. Um, but you you do have you do have an opportunity to take the best out of each person that you work with and work for. Um, it would be irresponsible for me to not plug another great coach, Jay Wright. You've heard of him? I Down have. in the main line. I, I have. Couple national yeah, championships yeah, over the last few yeah. years. Yeah, my school's out of it now. But um, and we kind of fell apart at the end of that game the other night too. The fundamentals got lost. He, we didn't mm-hmm. live all of this very well the other day. I say we, meaning as an alumni, not as a player. I'm of a course. Villanova fan. Uh, still uh, not under Jay's tutelage, but uh, still the is that the low? If you're eighth, are you the lowest seed or the highest seed? Whatever the the worst seeded team to ever win the NCAA championship was the '85 team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighth yeah, seed. yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, unless UCLA can pull it off. That'd be, that'd be good to see. All right. Before we go, we really do have to pick our final four. It sounds to me like you're leaning Gonzaga. Is that going to be your pick? That is my pick. All right. I'm going to go with, just to be different, I am going to pick Baylor to win it all. All right. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. It should be a, it should be a great, a great sign, weekend. Bet a signed dollar bill? Signed dollar bill. Done. Baylor against Gonzaga. All okay. right. Well, this has been a great topic, super timely. Um, love this time of year. It's so exciting for college basketball fans and, and sports fans in general. But it's also a great time to learn lessons from the things that we are passionate about. And um, we hope you get out and share the podcast. Uh, you know, get it out to your friends. Subscribe, download, and uh, make sure you get the name right. It's Sales with Aslan, where we emphasize the ales. That's our CEO talking again. He's. He really wants that that sales ah, part in there. God, that tastes good. That guy's thirsty. So uh, get it out to your friends, and we'll see you on another week on Ales with Aslan.